asking the right question can greatly impact your future. So are you working with a certified financial planner, a CFP professional? Certified financial planner certification is the standard of excellence in financial planning. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. On November 3rd, we will make America safer. We will make America stronger. We will make America prouder. And we will make America greater than ever before. I love you all. God bless you. And God bless America. Thank you very much. President Trump's triumphant conclusion to the Republican National Convention four years after he achieved control of the party. Republicans certainly put on a revisionist, at times misleading, and yet potentially effective spectacle for voters this week. Hello, everyone. I'm CNN political director David Chalian. And I'm CNN senior political reporter Nia Malika Henderson. Welcome to Politically Sound. In every way, the Republican convention was the President Trump show, but it also featured a party seeking a softer edge and a wider, more diverse appeal. On criminal justice reform, Joe Biden couldn't do it, but President Trump did. Donald Trump truly cares about black lives. For decades, he has elevated women to senior positions, make America even freer, fairer, and better for everyone. Supporting the Republican ticket gives you the best chance of making that dream a reality. Many of the featured speakers put a rosy sheen on the president's worldview and his policies, but without his signature bombast or rhetoric. Is this a sign of what's to come for the Republican Party, or is it simply a shrewd political calculation for the short term? A reality show, not reality. After all, this is a party that has far from denied the conspiracy-laden beliefs that Trump and his base bring to the party. And if anything, they've actually embraced them. The Obama-Biden administration secretly launched a surveillance operation on the Trump campaign. Democrat-run cities across this country are being overrun by violent mobs. Courtesy of the Chinese Communist Party, the virus struck. They want to abolish the suburbs altogether. They want to destroy this country and everything that we have fought for and hold dear. A forfeiture of facts has allowed even darker conspiracy theories to take hold within the GOP. In one of them, QAnon, a bizarre mismatch of lies about Democrats and elites running a pedophile ring, was the reason the RNC pulled a speaker from this week's convention. So in this episode, we'll show you how the rise of President Trump opened the door for this conspiracy to flourish. But first, we'll explore how the impact the president has had on the party could change what it stands for in the days and years to come. And here's why this matters for you, the voter. If one of America's two main political parties descends permanently away from the facts, it will fundamentally change politics as we know it. So it's time to tune out the noise and tune in to what's politically sound. So, David, we have both covered a lot of conventions, but the one we just saw was unlike anything we've ever seen before. It was completely and utterly about Donald Trump. He appeared basically every night. So what do you think that says about the future of the Republican Party? Listen, we all know that President Trump loves the spotlight. Yes, he would be at the center of this and pop up throughout the week. But conventions are about the nominee as much as they're about the party. So it is a convention that that should be about Donald Trump. But 
to your point about what it says for the future of the party, listen, Trumpism is the present of the Republican Party. It is. Trumpism and the Republican Party are the same thing right now. He has completely remade the party in his image. And I know we see a lot of stories about sort of the professional Republican class of the McCain, Bush, and Romney era sort of defecting and saying they're going to support Joe Biden. That's not the Republican Party. That's the professional establishment political class. I, I don't want to dismiss it as meaningless. It's noteworthy. But the Republican Party is the Trump Party right now. And what I think is so interesting is it's really about if he were to lose this election, where the party goes from there. How does it sort of do the autopsy, if you will, and figure out needing to move away from Trumpism or actually taking that support he had and finding some way to harness it in the party's future efforts? That will be so fascinating. If he wins re-election, I don't think there's a debate at all about the path forward. I think Donald Trump will have already set what that path is. So, Nia, I want to get your take on now that this convention is completed, what is the takeaway for the American electorate on what the Republican Party stands for, what it means to be a Republican? I think you hit on some of these points. The Republican Party and Donald Trump and Trumpism are one in the same. But I think what they tried to do with this convention was almost a choose-your-own-Republican-Party. So you had the Trumpist wing, which I think was most embodied by his children and his family members, not so much Melania Trump, and and then maybe sort of a softer, uh, gentler version of the Republican Party embodied by somebody like Tim Scott. We do know that going into this, they didn't put out a party platform at all. And we know, David, having covered so many conventions, that the party platform is something they always do. Often there's all sorts of wrangling over it. In this go-round, they basically uh, just said that they support President Trump's second-term agenda. That was it. But we also do know that there are some fundamentals to Trumpism. There is a kind of a denial of science. Uh, There is a denial of racism. There is an attempt to kind of demonize black and brown people. Uh, There is an attempt to make voting harder. There are conspiracy theories, obviously, that have been embraced by this president, embraced by some of his followers as well. We did see Pence kind of try to sum up at the end of his speech a closing message, kind of summing up the message I think we'll see for the next couple of days and and months going into this election. With President Donald Trump in the White House for four more years, and with God's help, we will make America great again. Again. So yeah, uh, it's obviously sort of, it it probably doesn't look as good on a hat as Make America Great Again. I guess that would be, (laughs) I I guess that would be like MAGA or something. Um, So, but yeah, that is how he is, he is summing it up. And you saw again from this convention, two sort of conflicting ideas both reaching out to black people, particularly black men. Then you saw this other sort of wing of the party, I think, reaching out to white people, the sort of Trumpism part of it, reaching out to white people via scaring them about black people. So this is a party that I think is all about Trumpism, but is trying to have voters, particularly Republican voters, come back on board. And listen, if Donald Trump wins, you imagine that people like his son and daughters, the true kind of movement Trumpists, they stand to benefit from that and and maybe ascend to, to heights in the party just like their father. 
David, I mentioned the conspiracy theories, and we know obviously that Donald Trump himself is a bit of a conspiracy theorist. So I want to ask you about some of these fringe ideas that we've seen grown more and more mainstream in the Republican Party. There are dozens and dozens of these conspiracies that the president himself has promoted, revisionist histories about his own performance, or just outright lies about solid known facts. Beyond President Trump, what does that mean for the future of the Republican Party? I think history can be a little bit of a guide here, Nia. Just if you look at the recent modern history of the party, it has been about how to harness some energy from the right wing, from at times fringe part of the party without getting singed by it because it actually can turn off a big swath of the electorate that they're trying to win in a general election. And what you see is you then see certain elements from the fringe come into the party and start changing the party. Donald Trump is the perfect example of this, right? I mean, it's just like you can draw a line on this sort of populist streak from Pat Buchanan, who ran for the Republican Party presidential nomination a couple of times on a purely sort of populist, nationalist, anti-immigrant kind of agenda to Sarah Palin as John McCain's pick and what she was able to accomplish to the Tea Party moment to Donald Trump actually taking over the party. And so now when you look at something truly sort of crazy and conspiracy, I mean, uh, I don't think the Tea Party was that. I think there may have been elements to that movement. But now you take something like QAnon and the same cycle has the potential for creating itself. So that's why you see folks like Liz Cheney, the congresswoman from Wyoming, Ben Sass, the senator from Nebraska, even Mike Pence just reject out of hand QAnon. But Donald Trump's not doing that. And as you said, the Trumpists are not doing that. They're allowing for it. They're embracing it a little bit because they want that energy because he doesn't want to lose any corner of support. But doing so with a crazy conspiracy group and thinking that you're not going to get singed by that in any way with the broader electorate is a huge problem. And then if they do indeed succeed and the conspiracy theorists actually do inject themselves into the party, it becomes a much longer term problem for the party in how it sorts itself out and what it's presenting to voters. And this is why it, I think, was so problematic that Donald Trump's embrace of conspiracy theories from the beginning, birtherism, was allowed to flourish. He clearly benefited from that. You didn't have people in the party outright rejecting it. So it's sort of hard to expect a man who is a conspiracy theorist, Donald Trump, to reject conspiracy theories because he is, is full of them and, and likes to traffic in them. When we come back, we'll look at the rise of one of those conspiracy theories within the Republican Party and what that means about how you should think about the party moving forward. Asking the right question can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So are you working with a certified financial planner, a CFP professional who meets rigorous education, training, and ethical standards and is committed to serving your best interests to prepare you for a more secure future? Certified Financial Planner Certification is the standard of excellence in financial planning. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. 
We were just talking about how President Trump has led the Republican Party to embrace conspiracy theories at times. Well, that in turn has allowed a new fringe element to gain steam within the GOP, QAnon. Now, you may have heard of QAnon before, but CNN's John Avalon is here to help us understand exactly what you need to know about how it ties into politics today and what it means for the future of the Republican Party. First, John, my question to you is, can you just explain for our listeners what actually is QAnon? Oh boy, David, that's a more complicated question than you may be ready for, but let's buckle up, okay? So back in 2017, a mysterious internet poster named Q, who claimed to be a high-ranking government official, started posting a series of mysterious messages in the dark corners of the web, beginning with one about Hillary Clinton being arrested and then becoming all about President Trump taking on a sinister cabal of Democrats and media elites. Now, the posts were amplified on those websites. They went viral, and despite their frequent inaccuracy, it all started to look like prophecy to those folks, and it continues to this day. And even as I was on the road earlier before we talked, I saw a cute bumper sticker on a pickup truck, and you see them not infrequently these days. So if it sounds crazy, that's because it is. But this conspiracy theory is now pushing its way, way inside the Republican Party. What are these things on your faces? What did you say? What are these things? That was Oregon Republican Senate candidate Joe Ray Perkins meeting my colleague Sarah Seidner for the first time. What are what things? What are you asking? Those things covering your faces. I can't see you guys. Oh, what are masks? Oh, thank you. (laughs) Do you not believe in wearing masks? Do you see one? What's your answer? No. Why not? Because they do absolutely nothing to protect you. How do you know that? Are you a scientist? No, I don't need to be a scientist. I've done tons of reading. Are you a doctor? You don't need to be a doctor either. I can read. I know how to read. Now, it's just a fact that masks are a vital tool in stopping the spread of coronavirus. But questioning facts is a big part of what Joe Ray Perkins believes. She's linked to the massive online conspiracy known as QAnon. She even took a version of their pledge in a now-deleted Twitter video recorded by the local paper, The Willamette Weekly. I stand with President Trump. I stand with Q and the team. Thank you, Anons, and thank you, Patriots, and together, we can save our republic. QAnon's crazy ideology is centered on President Trump. And a single comment from the president back in 2017 is at the heart of these beliefs. You guys know what this represents? Uh, maybe it's the calm before the storm. What storm, Mr. President? Maybe you'll find out. And after several years of viral posts from the mysterious Q, it has now spiraled into a conspiracy that weaves together bizarre lies about coronavirus, a satanic group of Democrats, and Hollywood elites engaged in pedophilia. And trust me, it gets even weirder than that. If you don't know what adrenochrome is, adrenochrome is the blood of children, okay? The elite is taking this blood, they're drinking it, and it's giving them superhuman effects. What QAnon believers think generally is that the coming storm will involve President Trump arresting so-called elites like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and smashing this fictitious pedophile ring once and for all. And to be clear, none of this has any basis in reality. How did this cross from a collection of lies on the dark corners of the internet to something you should be concerned about in U.S. politics? 
Well, in many ways, it's because the Republican Party's mainstreaming conspiracy theories in the Trump era opened the door for something even more out there to take root. In fact, CNN has found QAnon supporters at Trump rallies as far back as 2018. We are Q. QAnon is the people that believe in what Trump's trying to do to change our country. We've all been uh, gathering online and talking together as, as Americans and uniting. And just like the other conspiracy theories the president traffics in nearly every day, he's reluctant to refute these lies. This is what he said earlier this month after a reporter filled him in on some of what this conspiracy was about. Well, I don't know much about the movement other than I understand they like me very much, uh, which I appreciate. But I don't know much about the movement. Uh, I have heard that it is gaining in popularity. And get this, according to an analysis from Media Matters, on Twitter, President Trump has amplified accounts promoting the QAnon conspiracy theory at least 216 times. That should be worrisome for the country and the Republican Party. Because with a president who seems to endorse these theories, it's no wonder that according to Axios, there are almost a dozen congressional Republican candidates who were known to have publicly supported or defended the QAnon conspiracy. Q is a patriot. We know that for sure. Marjorie Taylor Greene won her Georgia Republican congressional primary earlier this month and is likely to become a member of Congress. We do not know who Q is, okay? I'm going to tell you, I don't know who Q is, but I'm just going to tell you about it because I think it's something worth listening to. She attended President Trump's nomination speech at the White House. And that video is from June, but she claimed last week to have backtracked on her embrace of the conspiracy, despite her long history of discussing QAnon, an even longer history of embracing conspiracy theories, including the so-called 9-11 truthers. Throughout history, Embracing fringe movements has made the Republican Party particularly vulnerable to conspiracy theories. It's not a birth certificate, Candy, and people are trying to figure out why isn't he giving his birth certificate. In fact, I wrote a whole book about it, Wingnuts, How the Lunatic Fringe is Hijacking America. And the conspiracies that helped bring Trump to power, like birtherism and Pizzagate, all paved the way for QAnon. But even before the conspiracies of the Obama years, Members of the GOP embraced conspiracies like McCarthyism and the John Birch Society, who in the 1950s and 60s believed the government was secretly controlled by an underground communist group. Now, you had probably never heard of John Birch before our society came into the limelight. This is simply because the communists in Washington planned it that way. The difference between now and something like the John Birch Society is that most prominent Republicans condemned the John Birchers back then, despite their presence in the party's base. Now, there is some condemnation today, with a bipartisan resolution denouncing QAnon introduced in the House this week, and some leaders speaking out. Well, let me be very clear. There is no place for QAnon in the Republican Party. I do not support it. But so many Republicans are silent, and that is dangerous. Because this conspiracy is more than just online comments and rallies, the FBI has actually classified it as a domestic terror threat after several incidents, including an armed standoff in Arizona. But what does this all mean for the GOP? Well, if the president won't condemn the insane lies that make up QAnon, the future of the Republican Party is up in the air. How Republicans respond 
when candidates who support this conspiracy end up in Congress, which some undoubtedly will, will be a make or break moment. The Republican Party must decide if they'll stand up for facts or slide even further into the swamp of conspiracy theories. And that's a question the party will have to answer sooner rather than later. John, thank you for that. That is unbelievably fascinating. What is your take on whether or not it actually has real political potency? All we can say for sure, David, is that it is motivating a fringe of folks by giving them a belief system. And like all conspiracy theories, it sells special knowledge. It's designed to give its believers a way to make sense of the chaos and confusion all around them. Something we saw, for example, after the 9-11 truthers. Now, that can motivate folks at the fringes. We've never had a president fan the flames of conspiracy theories from the Oval Office. And it's messaging being echoed by some of his surrogates. Whether it moves the dial in terms of actual turnout, we won't know until it's all over. But it has supplied a belief system for some people and made them sort of militantly committed to what they see as a cause, but which is, in fact, a conspiracy theory. And to your point about from the Oval Office, uh, it's the clearest path we've ever seen from the fringe to the more central seat of power than, that, I mean, than we've ever seen in, in American history. It's a super highway, David. We've had conspiracy theories going back decades. The John Birch Society accused Dwight D. Eisenhower of being a secret Soviet agent. But they were attacked by Eisenhower, by William F. Buckley Jr. The guardrails were on. The guardrails are off now, and we've never had someone in the White House be a conspiracy theorist-in-chief and give comfort and aid and abet, in effect, these conspiracy theories. Because, in part, as he said, he thinks they like him. And that's reason enough not to condemn them. Before you go, John, I just wanted to ask you about something we saw this week at the convention. One of the speakers on Tuesday night, Marianne Mendoza, was pulled at the last second from the program after she had retweeted a thread promoting an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory linked to QAnon. Can you explain to the listeners what happened there? Explain is a tall order, but I can tell you how it went down. So Marianne Mendoza, whose son was a police officer killed by a drunk driver, retweeted this post writing, quote, do yourself a favor and read this thread. And she's talking about the tweets which laid out a nonsense conspiracy theory about a Jewish plan to control the world. This is classic Protocols of the Elders of Zion style stuff. Now, she later deleted the tweet and claimed that she hadn't read, quote, every post within the thread. Still, this does showcase how QAnon is increasingly veering into age-old anti-Semitic lies and conspiracies about the Jewish people, something to pay much more attention to as it becomes more mainstream within the Republican Party. John, thanks so much for helping our listeners understand all of this. Appreciate it. Pleasure, David. Take care. So what does this all mean for you guys, the listeners? This week we saw a convention try to turn a cult of personality into a campaign platform and at the same time, dark conspiracy theories that John just laid out threatened to fill the vacuum left by principles and policies. So David, help the listeners put all of this together. I don't know uh, that I could I could <laughs> right. really do that, Nia, but I Tall order. But but I do think we make a mistake if we think the infusion of conspiracy theories, such as everything we just heard about from John, somehow makes Donald Trump out of reach for enough Americans that can get him 270 electoral votes. So I just uh, to me, I think this convention as we've discussed 
painted a discordant picture. They painted a picture of Donald Trump as they wish he could be if he could be created in a political consultant shop and and packaged that way. And if he didn't present some alternative every day when he's off the cuff and doing his grievance politics from the podium or in his Twitter feed or what have you. So the picture that they're trying to sell the American people on about Donald Trump is different than what the American people see Donald Trump doing every day. That doesn't mean it's not going to work potentially. And so I just say that while conspiracy can fly around him and his racist rhetoric can turn off a whole bunch of folks, don't lose sight that just because what the convention and the campaign put out this week doesn't match up with reality, that it doesn't have potential positive impact for Donald Trump's political standing because it really was a moment for him to restart a conversation uh, with the American voter. And I just think, you know, with less than 10 weeks to go now in this election, we shouldn't dismiss his ability to do that. David, I think that's exactly right. And we have seen from Republican voters an ability to kind of create the Donald Trump they want. I mean, think about these QAnon conspiracy theories. Donald Trump is the center of them and he's the savior. White evangelicals also see Donald Trump in that same way, even though we know uh, that Donald Trump hasn't necessarily lived his life in the way that most white evangelicals uh, would approve of. So he is the master of reinvention and his supporters allow him to do that. So you saw, I think, on display during this convention, many different versions of the Republican Party, uh, many different, you know, versions of Donald Trump. And, you know, if some of these voters that have been maybe a little skittish about some of his language, about some of his racist rhetoric, they've got, you know, sort of Tim Scott's testimony about him. They've got these other people testifying about his kindness if they had problems uh, thinking that he wasn't an empathetic person. So, yeah, I think it was a mess masterful job, and he can absolutely win this election again. I think you will see the polls probably tighten in some of those Republican voters, particularly white voters, because that is what the Republican Party is, start to come back home to Donald Trump because he's laid out many versions of himself. And one of those versions or many of those versions are likely to resonate with certain segments of the party. And you also saw him, I think, reach out to black voters there. And we do know that that is about moderate voters, but it also was specific to black men, right? I I half expected Donald Trump to come out with like a kente cloth scarf and maybe backed by a black gospel choir because the sort of outreach to African-Americans was just uh, so evident throughout every night of the convention. So we'll see how that uh, works going forward for this president, even in the light of Kenosha, even in the light of these protests and boycotts that we've seen throughout the country. That's it for this week's episode of Politically Sound. Thanks for listening. And if you could take a few minutes to give us a rating and a review, that would be fantastic. And please subscribe if you haven't already, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of Politically Sound was a production of CNN Audio. Our episodes are produced by Will Cadigan and Mimi Mutesa and engineered by Francisco Monroy. David Toledo is the team's production assistant. Megan Marcus is the executive producer. And Haley Thomas is the senior news producer. Raj Makisha is our technical lead. We'll see y'all next week. Asking the right question can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So are you working with a certified financial planner? 
a CFP professional who meets rigorous education, training, and ethical standards, and is committed to serving your best interests to prepare you for a more secure future? Certified Financial Planner Certification is the standard of excellence in financial planning. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.